fantastic and inspiring praise. Thank you. The whole thing began with the coming of the Holy Spirit. The Christian movement began with the coming of the Holy Spirit. That's what we read today in today's passage. And Jesus' ministry also began with the coming of the Spirit. For 30 years, Jesus prepared himself and he actually began his ministry when the Holy Spirit came. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. Only when the Spirit came onto Jesus, Jesus was able to or started his ministry. Jesus did not carry on his ministry on his own, with his own strength. Jesus always had a companion, and that companion was the Holy Spirit. He was never alone. Even when he was alone in the mountain to pray, he was not alone. He was always with the Spirit, and the Spirit was always with him. He carried out everything, his miracle, his teaching, and his uh, 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 exorcism, everything with the help of the Spirit. So in other words, Jesus showed us how we should live. Anyone with the power of the Spirit can do wonderful things. He showed us how to live with the Spirit. My friends, we are not alone. Spirit is always with us. The Spirit walks along with us. Even when we walk through the darkest time of our life, the Spirit is right there with us. Our life is a journey with the Spirit. So don't ever think that you're alone. The Spirit is always with you. After Jesus died, many people felt that it was all over. Jesus' death kind of killed the fire of the Christian movement. They thought that with Jesus, they could do almost anything. They were convicted. They had confidence with Jesus. But when Jesus died, a lot of them lost that passion. And actually, many of them went back to their home. You know, there, there were not just 12 disciples. Other than 12 disciples, there were thousands of followers of Jesus. They, followed, they were really mesmerized by Jesus' movement. And so they followed Jesus everywhere. But when Jesus died, they all left him like the disciples, and they went back to their home. 
When you read uh, Gospel Luke, chapter 24, the last chapter, you, there's a story of two disciples on the way to Emmaus. These two disciples were not 12 disciples, but the, these followers of Jesus, they were on their home. Their Emmaus was their home. Towards they, they walked very powerlessly and tired, uh, very tired. Uh, they walked towards the sunset to their home. But there were some people who gathered together, still uh, gathered together. Uh, they gathered together for prayer. Small number, only about 120 people. They gathered together and prayed, but they did not have that kind of vitality when Jesus was with them. They didn't know what was ahead of them. They had no idea of how to carry on this ministry that Jesus began. They, didn't, they weren't sure about what future, what the, well, they, they, didn't, they weren't sure what the future holds for them. They prayed, but they weren't quite sure. They prayed, but they didn't have that conviction. Don't we feel that sometimes? Sometimes, do we live with no conviction? We don't know where our life is going. But somehow, you still have a faint hope and keep praying. But you don't know exactly uh, what the future holds for you. 120 people were like that. Then the Holy Spirit came down upon them. On those 120 people like fire and revived them. It was the Holy Spirit who kindled the fire of the Christian movement. The Spirit energized them and gave them the vitality. The Spirit gave them the new vision. Now they could have a clear hope for the future. They realized that even without Jesus, they were not alone. You know, when Jesus died, they felt pretty empty and lost. Because Jesus was a big leader. He was a charismatic leader. He did everything. And they just followed Jesus. But now without Jesus, they didn't know what to do. Their leader was gone. They lost the, their leader. Until then, they were, uh, everything Jesus did, and they were just followers. And without Jesus, they were lost. Now, when the Holy Spirit came down upon them, somehow from the depth of their soul, the new energy, new excitement came. They could see the light at the end of the dark tunnel. That's what the Spirit does. Somehow they were filled with hope. They were quite surprised because of what, what, they, experience, what they experienced was beyond their expectation. They were empowered in the way they were never empowered. They, they didn't even feel that when Jesus was around, they just felt good seeing Jesus' empowerment, but they themselves did not have that empowerment. But now... They had that empowerment. And they were so empowered, that, so they had conviction that they could carry on this 
a movement and then take it to the next level. We could see this change in Peter. Peter was timid when he was with Jesus. He was afraid. He denied Jesus three times. He was a very weak person. Now he was a changed man. He stood up and preached with conviction. When they heard Peter, they were surprised. All of them, they were cut to the heart. And they said, what should I do? And Peter said, repent. And 3,000 people, all at once, 3,000 people repented and believed in Jesus Christ. But it wasn't just Peter who were energized. It wasn't just Peter who was so excited about the Holy Spirit. Everybody experienced that change. Everyone had that energy. And also, there were a lot of women. And I think Luke made sure that uh, he wanted to record that there were women uh, right from the beginning. And this is what Luke said. When they heard when they entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip, uh, Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, uh, Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. All the, these are 12 disciples. And all these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. They were all filled with a spirit full of energy, conviction, and hope. That's what spirit does. When you're filled with the spirit, you see life in a new way. Now you have conviction. Now you have loss of hope. You cannot create that. On your own. But somehow when you're filled with the spirit. Everything changes. You know the praise that we are doing. Every Sunday. I believe that this prayer. A praise of the spirit. Without spirit it's just emotion. You know once you, uh, it goes away. It's gone. But when you are filled with the spirit. When you praise. It touches our deep soul. And that's why I love our praise. Because our praise team and all everyone just filled with the spirit. And we praise God in spirit. It is spirit that makes us. Makes the praise possible and powerful. It's not just the music. Of course music is very important. But it's not just the music. It's the spirit behind the music that inspires and gives us conviction. And it opens our eyes. When we do the right praise, it opens our eyes. And also, there was, when the Spirit came down, there was a unity of humanity. Right? It happened right there. People who were, began to, who were there received the Holy Spirit and started speaking. And they... I don't know whether they spoke their language or whatever, but there were all kinds of people from all of the place. That the uh, Acts records or Luke records that, or from uh, some people from this area and that area. He records all. Everybody has a different culture and different language, but somehow they were able to understand what the 120 people were talking about. 
Exactly the reversal of what happened at Babel Tower happened on the day of Pentecost. At Babel Tower, people are so proud, God confused their language, so they, could, they, they had one language, but they could not understand each other. But this time, even though they had different languages, they were able to understand each other. Understanding each other, how difficult it is. Even though we speak the same language, we don't understand each other. We are constantly misunderstand each other, even though we speak the same language. Understanding each other is very difficult. But through the, through the help of the Holy Spirit, they were able to understand each other, even though they had a different language. Unity is possible when we understand each other. If you don't understand each other, unity is not possible. Whether it's a couple or friends, if you don't understand each other, unity is not possible. Racial difference did not stand in the way for them to be united. Language, races, nations, and cultures did not become the reasons for division and hatred. That is what the world needs. What the world needs right now. When you look around the world, not only Palestine an area, but everywhere, there is there are a lot of conflicts. This compelling desire to be united is what the lead, world leaders should have. That's what they need to have. That desire, that intention. Instead of using our differences to discriminate each other, we should recognize and accept and also understand, but also celebrate our differences to experience the unity. I told you before, unity is possible only in diversity. Unif uniformity is possible without diversity, but unity is possible only in diversity. People saw what was going on, and they said they're filled with new wine. They were kind of ridiculing them. They, uh, they thought that they were drunk, but they weren't drunk. But what they said was true. They were filled with new wine. Yes, Jesus said this. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost, and so are the skins. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. Yes, new wine was poured into fresh wineskins. They became the new wineskins. The Spirit made them the new wineskins so, so that the, the Spirit can pour the new wine into the, the new wineskins. The new way age was coming, but they needed to be ready. So uh, the Spirit gave them the new, new wineskins so that they, they can receive the new age with a new attitude. This year is our church's 25th anniversary. As I look back, right from the beginning, I came to this church in 1992. And right from the beginning, I don't know how much I prayed. We started with only 
maybe 60 people. Uh, and then for many weeks, uh, the church didn't grow. They prayed and prayed. And I, I did all kinds of prayer, uh, fasting. And, uh, but miraculously, one family came. People that I didn't know even. And then a few weeks later, another family came. And then people started coming. And then also working for both uh, first generation and second generation was extremely demanding. It was very hard. But the Spirit guided us. Every time Spirit gave us the wisdom and a new way, he, the Spirit always opened the door. And we thank God for that. Now it is time to think of next 25 years. We need the Spirit because it is Spirit who will guide us. The movement without Spirit will die. Like after Jesus died, the movement uh, was at the verge of uh, being dead. But the Spirit revived them. When there is a Spirit, you become more excited as time goes along. When you don't have the spirit, it's a human excitement. In the beginning, you're, you get very excited. But soon, it dies down because that's what human emotion. Even ministry too. In the beginning, you're so excited and uh, serve God. If it is just human emotion, it will die away. But if it is a, uh, your desires, desire from the spirit, it gets better and better every day. It's like a little mustard seed. It starts with a small seed, but becomes grow bigger and bigger. We don't know what this church will be like in 25 years. I believe that it will get bigger and bigger. And not in, just in terms of numbers, but in terms of our capacity, in terms of our ministry. Because the Spirit is with us. And we need the Spirit very much. And I was able to see the sign of that. Uh, this year, I was impressed by the generosity of this congregation for the campaign we ha just had for the Rose of Sharon Nursing Home Pro Project. We, we raised more than $100,000. I mean, this small church is not a really huge, big church, but we raised $100,000. And well, more surprisingly, more than $85,000 came from the English service, English-speaking congregation. When I first started, for many years, the English offering was much, much smaller compared to Korean-speaking congregation. But this time, out of $100,000, $85,000 came from the English service. I mean, it's not just the actual amount that was important. But I see the spirit of generosity. The spirit to believe that giving is better than receiving. Blessed are those who give. They start taking on, understanding that beautiful truth. I hope the spirit really opens our eyes, opens our heart, opens our life, 
and the Spirit will bless us as we start giving what we have. The Spirit will bless us. One of the results of receiving the Holy Spirit uh, was not only to gather together every day uh, to learn from the apostles and break bread, but also they shared everything they had. That was a sign of the early Christians when they received the Holy Spirit. Let me read it for you. All who believed were together and had all things in common. Had all things in common. They would sell all their possession, their possession and goods and distribute proceeds to all as any had need. I mean, they sold their own private <clears throat> properties and possession and then brought that before uh, the, uh, the apostles' feet and then shared for those who had less, little. Day by day, as they spent much time together in temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And by day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. That's how Christianity started, started growing. The Spirit brings about change in us, personally, in our community, and in our society. I believe that. Without Spirit, you cannot understand any of this. Only through the Spirit, everything makes sense. Spirit moves us forward. Spirit breaks through the barriers and moves us forward. The Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, the same Spirit will re revive us, raise us from our boredom, from our uh, fear, from our helplessness and hopelessness. The same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead will revive us. The journey, our life is a journey with the Spirit. Don't ever think that you're alone. You are taking a journey with the Spirit. But journey with the Spirit is not always easy. It is difficult sometimes. Moltmann, Jürgen Moltmann, uh, who is a German theologian, he said in his book, The Spirit of Life, <clears throat> he said this very interesting point. When freedom is closed, the chains begin to hurt. When freedom is closed, the chains begin to hurt. What does that mean? When our eyes are open through the Spirit, we see not only the vision to be free, but we also see how enslaved we have been and how much we have been in bondage. It hurts us to see that. Thank you, Simon.
When freedom is closed, the chains begin to hurt. The more we have vision to be free, the more we are aware how enslaved we are. The more we want to go forward, the more we, we are aware uh, of the things that hold us back not to go forward. That's why when the Spirit comes, we have not only the vision to change, but we also see the things that do not allow us to change. The things that enslave us. That's why when freedom is closed, the chains begin to hurt. We all want to grow out of our bondage. We groan. Not only us, but the whole creation groans. They suffer. They suffer. St. Paul said, We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we are saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what is seen. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. St. Paul knew about this spiritual reality. When the Spirit comes, you will groan. You're not just filled with excitement. You groan to be free from the bondage. But in that groaning, we are not alone. The Spirit is with us. And the Spirit helps us deal with our groaning. And Spirit always gives us hope. And the Spirit gives us the power to wait for the redemption with patience. Even though right now we are groan, groaning, but the Spirit gives us the power to wait with patience for redemption from this bondage. Even when we have no more strength left, even when we don't even know what to pray for and how to pray, the Spirit prays for us. After talking about groaning, right after that, St. Paul said this, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. That was a secret of how the early Christians persevered through persecution. The Spirit was with them and interceded for them and then they knew the Spirit was with them. They knew the Spirit was with them and interceded for them. They felt the Spirit was praying for them with the sighs too deep for words. When you're with the Spirit, you will feel that sometimes. When you're so sad that you cannot even pray, when you're so, when you feel so hopeless that you cannot even pray, you feel that. 
somebody is praying for you. You feel that the Spirit is praying for you. When you, when you sense that, when you have that spiritual sense, then you can persevere. You don't have to lose hope. Even the most, even the hopeless, uh, most hopeless situation. We don't have the strength, but the Spirit gives us the strength. We don't have wisdom, but the Spirit gives us the wisdom. We don't create hope, but the Spirit gives us hope. So when you are filled with the Spirit, this power, wisdom, and hope, they come alive in your life. The Spirit changes us. Let us be the people of the Spirit. Let us live with the Spirit, always sensing the Spirit is with us. We are not alone. The Spirit is with us. Let us sing together.